Well, you know, last week I, I was ministering uh, and, I, and I talked about, and I, and I titled this, Are You Ready to Receive? And this is part two. And, and last week we talked about the, just the scripture that Jesus, and how many times Jesus asked him or, or made the statement, do you have ears to hear? You know, you, you say, well, I got two ears on the side of my head. And, of course, some of you might say, well, they're not quite as good as they used to be. Uh, but I can tell you this. He's not talking about uh, their physical ears. He's talking about our spiritual ears. And uh, if you got your Bible, I'm not going to go through all that I taught last week. But I think I do want to find uh, one passage of Scripture uh, that was in Matthew chapter 13, I believe it was. Um, and... Man, I went through several scriptures, and I was trying to not go through all of these. Where did I put the one that I was going to go to? Luke. Let's try Luke 6. Let's try that. I got about four or five down here. We'll find it eventually. Uh, you know we're not real formal here, and so uh, I'm not trying to be professional, but I do want to get to the ones that, uh, now that's not the one either. Anyway, you know that Jesus said, because I read it last week and you've heard it before, that Jesus, he challenged him several times. Would you have ears to hear? If you have ears to hear, let him hear. I know one instance that he was talking about, and it was right after, uh, and he talked about their hearing at least, and their unwillingness to, to yield to what was being spoken by Jesus. And, and in that place where he was, yes, did you find it? 11.15, there we go, Mar Mar Martha's always faithful to find it, and sometimes she just holds back and doesn't, doesn't help me out, but I always tell her if you got it, Mar Matthew 11.15, there we go, and this is where I went last, last week, on verse 13, we'll begin there, he says, for all the prophets in the law prophesied until John, so he's talking about all the prophets, clear back through the Old Testament, were prophesying, and here's what they were prophesying, there is a Messiah coming, they were prophesying, you're, you're doing wrong, but you need to do right. Or he was bringing some kind of correction, but they were pointing to Jesus and the life that came. My morning Bible study, High Call Ministries, uh, every morning this week is, is a challenge. My, my, my title is, Do You Have It All? You know, we all want it all, but what we got to realize, we don't have it all if we don't have the one who is our all in all, and that's Jesus Christ. You can have all the fame, all the fortune, all the name, all the money. You can have everything this material world can provide. You can have a home on the beach if that's where your favorite place is. Or you can have an extra home in the mountains. That'd be all right. I'd, I'd take both of them. I know my wife would. would take both of them. Well, you know what? We could have all that stuff. You could have a great camper. You, you could be living in, a, in a great, the greatest mobile home on wheels and still not have it all if you don't have Jesus Christ. Because when it all boils down, and that's what he's pointing to. Verse 14, it says, and are you willing to accept it? He is the Elijah who is to come. He's talking about John the Baptist, just referring to the way he prophesied, the style that he did it in was like Elijah. Verse 15, he says, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. And you know, last week I said that was the first thing or first way that we get ready to receive. We have to have ears to hear. You know, something that, that I, I didn't reprint my notes, but I'd, I had put down in my notes that there's a difference between hearing with our physical ears and hearing with our spiritual ears. And, and you know, where that begins, you say, I don't know if I can hear God. I don't know if I, I hear him. But listen, you, you, most of us will never hear God in an audible voice. God can do that still. I believe he still does it today. He did it once. I believe, you know, I don't, I don't believe he quit talking audibly to people. But he doesn't have to talk to us audibly. 
Because now we have the Spirit of God living in us. So we are a spirit being, born again by what Jesus provided, and that life on the inside of us gives us the ability to house, Paul called us the temple of the Holy Spirit. It means the Spirit of God's in us. Well, I'm pretty sure the Spirit of God is not going to be quiet. He's going to help us. He's going to speak to us. But we have to have a, a, a ears to hear. And he's talking about our spiritual ears. That's why we take our Bible and we read it. You say, well, I, have, I struggle to, re- to, to understand the Bible. I understand that. I was in that place at one point. There's still times. I, I read something Monday morning in that Bible study that I've read a lot of times. Lauren, I've, I've read a bunch of times. And all of a sudden, it clicked with me what Jesus was saying, what the intent behind those words was. That's the Spirit of God uh, bringing, shedding light on it so that it, it, so this value to me. All of a sudden, I understand it. All of a sudden, I, I, get, I get it. I get it. It's there. Well, that ability to hear begins with a willingness or having ears that are willing to hear. And that's what I want to talk about tonight is, is that's tied directly into our heart ready to receive. Because, see, when, we, when God speaks to us now, he's not speaking us out here audibly. He's going to speak in here. But have you ever had him speak in here so loud it sounded like it was out here? I remember one time, I've told the story before, but some of you have heard it, but I remember I was on I-40. We, we lived in Arkansas for four years, and uh, some of the best four years of the I mean, best time period of our life. We had great friends, a, a large church that we were a part of that trained me for a, many, much of what ministry was, but, but God was doing amazing things there, but I was in, uh, responsible for, as the associate pastor in that church, I was responsible for the, the most of all the volunteer kind of coordination uh, all the attendance stuff, I, I oversaw our staff and, and our uh, multiple departments and all that stuff in that large church. And I was in the office every day, you know, I was, I was there as a, as, a, as a full-time pastor. And so I, I but, I, but I, I had one day, I don't remember, I was coming from Russellville, we were, lived in Russellville, Arkansas, and my house, Sue and I's house, actually it was her house, I just got to live there with her. Uh, but uh, anyway, <laughs> our house was, uh, was in north of London. And if you've ever been down I-40 and you've seen that big chimney, uh, the, the nuclear plant chimney over there uh, next to that, that area, our house is about two miles north of that. And I was pulling off of I-40 because I got on I-40 from Russellville, went about seven miles over there to London, and, and I'm headed off that, that bridge, and I'm griping to God. I was just me, Sue, and the kids had gone separate in the, in the car, and it was just me, and I was griping to God, telling him about how somebody, had, probably somebody at church had chewed me out, told me how I need to be doing this or that. They were telling me how I should have changed the sound, or they were telling me how we didn't do, uh, didn't shake hands right, or maybe the bulletin wasn't. I mean, you know, people just wear you out sometimes. And thank God we don't have much of that here, probably none of that here. Uh, we'll, we'll believe, we'll stay positive. No, we, we're all good. But, you know, there's just times people, people, I don't remember what it was. But something hadn't gone right, and I was feeling, had a little pity party, and I was griping, and I was complaining to God. And God said, why don't you love them and have the same grace for them that I have for you? And that was so loud on the inside of me. Now, see, I had developed ears to hear, so I developed the ability to read the Scripture and allow it to speak back. See, don't try to hear God necessarily in in, uh, complete sentences and in volumes and chapters. And, you know, I, I like... I like it like that because then he then I'm real comfortable because I know exactly this step, this step, this step. I know what's going to happen, right? We want the complete story. 
but ears to hear say, Lord, even if it's one word, I'll do it. Even if it hurts a little bit, I'll receive it. Even if it's, even if it's not what I want, but I know it's your best, that's more important, that's more valuable. That is, that is the heartbeat of God. And we've got to have ears and willing to hear, but we've got to have a heart to receive. And I train myself to be willing to yield, willing to hear, willing to, to, to receive that word. Turn over to 2 Kings chapter 5. You know, my pride would try to tell me, you know, try to, try to affect me in a different way and, and cause me or affect my hearing and, and cause me not to be able to, to hear and to receive and to understand. But I want to I want to read this this passage out of 2 Kings chapter 5 and and verse 1 it says now Naaman was commander of the army of the king of Aram or some translations say Syria same place different Hebrew or different uh, wordage but he was he was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram or Syria See here here's the thing you paint you, you get this image of Naaman He's impotent. He is somebody. You know, uh, we, we, can, we can either walk with our chest out about how good we are and what we've achieved and accomplished, or, or, we, walk, or we walk humble. And, but this man, he, he was gr a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded. That's two things right there that are good. We all love that. I mean, we all like to hear we're great. We well, you know Father's Day, all you kids, usually, I mean, you know, hopefully most of the time they say, oh, how you're, you're great. You know, hopefully that carries on, you know, the rest of the time. And, and, and we all know that we weren't perfect. They're not saying you're the perfect dad. You're, they're saying you, but, but thanks for this, maybe this one thing that you did. Well, listen, we, it's nice to hear we're great. It's nice to hear we're valued. It's nice to see we're highly regarded. But see, notice, notice what happened. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. So he had a physical ailment that, that hindered him, affected him. That, that was Now the band of raiders from Aram had gone out and taken captive a young girl from Israel who served as Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, if only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria... He would cure him of his leprosy. So he's talking about Elijah, and he says, he says uh, or Elisha, and he says, I'm going to give him the opportunity. If he just knew him, there's his answer. Well, she went to him, and she told him about it. And, and then they, uh, verse, verse 8, it says, When Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robe, he sent a message to him, Why have you torn your robe? Have, have the man come to me, and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. Now, I didn't read the verses, but the reason he tore his robe was because he was in fear because he knew this man, Syria, the great army, he was coming over there, and now he knew Elisha was going to do something to put him in a bad place. Israel was in, at peace with him, and he didn't want to mess that up. That's basically what he's, what he's dealing with. But... But Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, no, wait a minute, verse, uh, the rest of that, verse 9. So Naaman went, to his, went with his horses and his chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha. So here's this great man, you know, respected big time. He's, he, the big man shows up, got his horses. I'm sure he didn't, 
didn't take his old plow pony. I mean, he took the good, nice shiny ones. I'm sure he had his good harness. I'm, I'm sure he had his good good chariot rolling up there. Probably had some people around him. Basically, they might have even blown trumpets to say, hey, I am here. Name it important. Great man is here. Verse 10, Elisha sends a messenger to say to him, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God. Wave his hand over the spot and cure my leprosy. Are, are, not, are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went away off in a rage. The man has leprosy. He's got the he got Elisha, the, the number two, or actually more miracles than Elijah, Elisha performed. The, I mean, he he's he's got the answer right there, but his pride won't let him receive. He didn't have a heart to receive. He had ears to hear, because he heard, hey, this guy can heal you of your leprosy. This guy's got your answer. This guy's got it. He, he heard that. He had ears to hear that. He was willing to go. But when he got there, he didn't have a heart to receive. See, see, we, we, we all want to hear the good news. We want to hear the right report. But are we willing to receive the rest of the story? Maybe something that we're to do. You know, how many times, just, just ask yourself this question. How many, how many times have you gone before God in prayer? I've done this. And had a certain way that I, I knew God. In fact, I could just tell God exactly how you could you could fix this problem. I, I could tell. I, I remember when I was a young kid. My, my wife and I been we got we got married at 18 years old, right out of a year out of high school. We dated our senior year, and I mean we had it all figured out. We were in love, and we were going to live on love. It all was going to be great. And then I then I realized this hard headed selfish woman I was living with, I'm telling you, she is, oh, she's tough. Y'all are acting like, you, you guys that don't know me well enough don't know that I've been doing this now for 30 years, teasing her about how hard-headed she is. Now, listen, she was hard-headed, but I was a whole bunch of the problem. And I would go to God every morning. I mean, it'll drive a man to prayer. I didn't want to be divorced. It'll drive a man to prayer. I mean, thank God it didn't drive me to drinking. It just drove me to prayer. But I would go and I would sit there at my kitchen table and I'd say, God, I can't live like this. You got to change her. You got to change her. Here's the list of all the things. And as loud as I've ever heard God speak, one time, one morning, I said, God, you got to change her. Help me out. I, I, I want this to be changed. And God said, How, what about you, big boy? He, he said it in that, in, that, in that manner. That's the way I heard it. In my heart of hearts, hey, big boy, you think you got all that in a bag of chips? You think you got it all together? What about you? Aren't you 50%, at least 50% of the problem? And I went, I don't know what devil's talking in here, but that can't be God. Well, see, I was young enough at that time that I was still learning to hear God, but I heard God's voice. Now, whether or not I was willing to receive that and say, okay, God, if I'm 50% of the problem, at least 50% of the problem, and I can tell you I was probably a little more than that, you know, 51.5 maybe, but, you know, just a little bit more. No, I was, I, I don't know how much, doesn't matter, but I would, I, the one person I could change in that relationship was me. 
I'd been trying to change her. I mean, we were, boy, you talk about, whew, man. I don't know how God kept, I don't know how we kept together. I guess because both our parents said, you ain't coming home. <laughs> I'll guarantee you she'd have been home if her mama, her mama's sitting right up there, she can attest. She said, uh-uh, you, 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 chose, you chose to hurry up and go get married. And, and, and you know, you know, you all figured it out. Well, see, here was the thing. My mom was the same way. And, and so, the, but the situation was I had to be willing. I had to be willing to receive. See, Naaman, he, he wasn't willing. Went off in a rage. I thought he'd come out there. In other words, I'm a big deal, so you need to come out here and make a big deal out of me. See, what if God needed to bring uh, you and I to a place of humility or a place maybe Maybe we set back, maybe the deal is, is we say, oh, but I'm nobody. Maybe it's the opposite. You know, the Bible says don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. It does not say don't think highly of yourself. Don't read what it doesn't say. It says you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. He says you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. He says, he says that greater is he that lives in you than he that's in the world. If you think lowly of yourself, you're doing the opposite because when you made Jesus Lord, you got something living on the inside of you that's different. You got something that you just became somebody. Now, don't let that go to your head. I love it whenever, I mean, every time I'd think I was really doing something, well, whoo, yeah, I'm, look at me, and God just steps back, and I look... It's awful. See, we've got to trust God. You know, keep that balance. God wants you to absolutely think highly of yourself, just not too highly. What's too highly when pride comes in? Too highly, well, I know more than God. I mean, after all, God, you've got to change her. Oh, 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 wait a minute. The, I, you mean I've got to look in the mirror? You mean I've got I to work on me? You mean I've got to be patient? You mean I've got to appreciate her? You mean I've got to do something? Yeah. If I want it fixed. Now, Naaman could have gone on. Missed the whole deal. Missed the whole deal. Went off in a rage. You ever, you ever, go, you ever leave a church where a preacher preaches something? Or, or you ever go to a Bible study? Or you ever have somebody say, and here, if you'll do this, you can have it all. It all what? It all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. You can have that eternal life, that comfort, that strength. Well, I don't know about comfort. I don't know that comfort's the answer. Strength to endure, patience to stand, strength, wisdom. I'd rather have that. Give me, give me, give me some ease. Doesn't you know? It doesn't always last, and it doesn't always grow us. It's a, it's that it's those challenging times that cause us to grow. You know why I talk about what God did in our marriage 35 years ago? Because it transformed our life and 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 kept things going the way they needed to go, and I've used it over and over. All these other times. See, God spoke to me that loud once. I had ears to hear and a heart to receive. That heart to receive meant, okay, God, I hear you, I receive it, and I'll work on it. Verse 13 says, Naaman's servant went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? See, God didn't even tell me how it was going to turn out. All he told me was, you work on you. How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? So he went down and he dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him. 
and his flesh was restored, and it became clean like that of a young boy. Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and he said, Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept our gift from, from your servant. And so he, he received it. Now, uh, Elisha rejected the gift. That's a whole different, different, different sermon. But I want you to see tonight how, how valuable and how important it is for us to just be willing to not only have ears to hear, but a heart to receive. You know, God could be telling you, you know what, if you just make this one change, you know, if you just trust me here, if you just, maybe it's, maybe it's, since the Lord brought that up, maybe it's that you see yourself as God sees you. If you have thoughts and you spend time saying, I can't, you need to ask yourself, where's that voice coming from? I hear people all the time, just can't wait to be awful and old. You say, who wants to be awful and old? Listen to the way some people talk. They'll talk about all the old folk problems, and they'll just say, boy, yeah, they're on their way. It's like they're just getting all excited about it. No, it may come, but man, don't encourage it. Let's start, amen. You know, hey, I, I, I'm only 55. I know that's, yes, young to some of you, but I'm going to tell you what, I don't, I don't climb hills and, and walk, walk, uh, uh, walk the, the stairs and stuff as easy as, I mean, it, you know, when knees hurt and stuff like that. I, the, yesterday I, I went up and was uh, checking some cattle. I took my horse, and uh, I, hadn't been, I hadn't been riding all that much. And it, the roads are real muddy, so I rode in. And the Lord, I, it was kind of a, a deal that I, I just felt prompted to take my horse. Uh, I like to take him, but sometimes I don't have time. I can run up there on the four-wheeler or the gator real fast and, and go check them uh, if I can't get there in the pickup. But I've got this one place, this half section. It's got like three-quarters of a mile of nasty, muddy road to get to it. And then the cattle are running on an east-west. I come in on the east end of it, and it's an east-west half section. So that means it's a mile long. So if the cows are clear on the other side of it, it's, you know, we're, we got a long ride to go in there. Which is fine if you're riding all the time. I ain't been riding all that much. So, but the horse needed exercise. I needed to ride, and, I, and it was a beautiful day. So I get up there, and, and, and I'm thinking, well, I, I don't have to do it this way, but I'll do it. When I got over there, I've got part of this, this place. I've got it sectioned off into different pastures, and, and I have electric fence on some of that I was going, wanting to hay. And sure enough, there was a cow on the wrong side of the fence. All the other cows had gone on, on to the west. I had my horse. Didn't have to go back and get anything. I had exactly what I needed. I took the took the uh, the the horse, you know, got the got the cow, and I got to test this new, it's a newer horse, and 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 got to use her in some ways and do some things with her that I didn't hadn't done before, and and everything went well. And you know what? I, I wasn't upset. I didn't get aggravated I, when she didn't want to go the first time, and we, you know, all that went good. But but by the time I got, I had plans to ride through two other bunches of cows. By the time I got back over there. Uh, and I loaded my horse after riding that, about that four or five miles. I decided that uh, the next bunch was right there inside the gate, and I could just look at them. Left the horse in the trailer. And the, and the next bunch, I drove up, and they happened to be close enough. I just pulled the pickup and trailer and everything in, in the gate and drove by them and, and looked at them. I had my horse. I mean, you know, hey, I look good anyway. I had my horse in the trailer. I look cowboy. But anyway, uh, we, we, it's not as easy as it used to be. But you know what? I'm not going to claim being old. I'm not going to keep talking about all my aches and pains. I, I'm going I'm to stay 
uh, uh, positive. You know, I told the guys before, I said, we've been talking about how we've had problems with the sound or the video or the whatever, and we've been having these problems, been having these. I said, we're talking this thing into existence. We need to quit and, and quit talking about those things. We've got to have ears to hear and a heart to receive. And, you know, uh, we're going to get into it probably a little bit next week because i got another great illustration out of, the, out of the Old Testament. But we need to have a willingness to obey. And you know what? If you put those three things together, you, you can walk in, the, in God's best for your life. Your life won't always be perfect, but you always have the strength, the ability, the hope, and the help to get through it. If we're willing to hear, have a heart to receive, and we're, and we're also willing to obey. And, and you know what? Being quick to obey is, what, is what's best. You know, as I was, and I, and I just, I, I think about those little things that God sets us up for the blessing. Loading and taking my horse yesterday, it was the perfect thing to do. If I hadn't have obeyed, I almost didn't. I, I walked to, I already had my trailer hooked up. The horse trotted in, in there out of the pasture, and I thought about it, and I thought, oh, you know, I, I don't, yeah, you know. And I started to go in, I turned to my pickup to unhook my trailer, and I went, I already got the trailer hooked up. What are you doing? Turned around, grabbed my halter, went and caught the horse, saddled her and loaded her up. Well, so, but I had that, you say, well, you mean God cares whether or not you, how you check your cattle? Well, he cares about all areas of our life. What about, what about little things that you do as you go through your day? If we, if we learn to be quick to obey in the small things, won't it be easier when things get bigger? When it gets bigger, we're, we're, we're used to being sensitive to hear. We're used to having a heart willing to receive. And then we begin to put into practice obedience. How, how, all the different ways that we can be obedient to God. Man, I tell you what, if you start down that road, you will have a blessed life. It'll be, it'll be good. Let's, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we just come before you tonight. and Lord, we just thank you that all this, this word tonight just challenges us to, to step into your best. And, and Lord, I thank you and I praise you that those that are watching and those that are, that are here tonight, that Lord, the, the first thing that we hear is that Jesus loves us. We need to hear that God desires to, to give us a good life. God's not a big, big mean ogre with a big stick waiting for us to mess up so he can whack us on the head. He's a, he's a God who loves us enough to die for us. So Lord, we, I, I pray that everyone see the value and hear the, the love that Jesus has for us, that he'd give his life. I also ask, Lord God, that their hearts would be prepared and ready to receive if they've never made Jesus Christ Lord. Maybe they don't think they're good enough. Maybe they don't think they fit in at church. We're not talking about joining a church. We're talking about joining a relationship with a God who loves you. Father, I pray that people's hearts would be ready to receive. And, and Father, for all those that are believers but, but need to, maybe God's been after them to, to do some things, to step out, to, to, to change, to adapt, to see themselves differently. Father, I pray that, that they'd hear this word tonight and, and they'd be willing to receive it and and then quick to obey. Lord, if they're talking negative, I pray, Father, that you begin to give them scripture in ways that they can build their self-image, their, their confidence, their knowing of who they are in Christ Jesus. Father God, if they're in pride, I pray that you just check them and, and, and that we'd just be reminded, Lord, we're, it's all because of you to give you the glory. And Father God, if there's something else in our lives that need to change, I pray that we'd be quick to obey. Now, Lord God, for those that are watching online, if they... If they want to acknowledge 
through the, the online app or, or they want to uh, message us through, through Facebook or, or however to contact us to accept Jesus, I pray that you do that. And Lord, if there's anybody here that needs prayer tonight, want to receive Christ, I pray that they'd meet me after this prayer up at the top. That Lord God, we can pray with them to receive you as Lord and Savior. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.